Support for the show comes from Atlassian. With a new story about AI coming out seemingly every day, it can be hard to know what it all means for you and your job. Atlassian thinks there's a lot to be excited about in the AI-powered future. Even right now, Atlassian's AI-powered software can help you boost productivity by eliminating menial tasks, generating insights, and helping you find information about projects, policies, and processes. No matter if you're a team of two or two million, or if you're around the corner or on another continent, Atlassian software keeps everyone connected and moving together as one towards shared goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Support for Pivot comes from Pendo. Pendo improves the apps your customers and employees rely on. Whether you're building applications for customers or managing applications for employees, Pendo can help deliver better experiences for your users so they can get more value from your software. Visit pendo.io slash pivot to learn more about how your team can use Pendo to start building better digital experiences. There you can also check out Pendo's lineup of free certification courses, 12 hours of in-depth training for your product management teams on topics from AI to product analytics to product-led growth. That's pendo.io slash pivot to learn more. Hi, everybody. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I don't know what to say, but I'm Kara Swisher. Scott, are you there? Okay, let's, let's just call out the elephant in the room. You are <laughs> questioning... Elephant. You are questioning your sexuality. No. Is that what's going on? You saw, no, in fact, you saw my photo and you're thinking, I don't know. Maybe know I'll thought? give this whole outdoor plumbing thing, this hooking up with, no. with guys with Nick's no. sweatshirts and baseball caps on backwards. No. Maybe I made a mistake. Look at the dog. No, it's Look actually solidified my commitment to lesbianism. I have to say, I am now a—there is no way I'm going back at this point in my life. Listen— for those who aren't following everything Scott Galloway does, he posted a photo of himself uh, with the caption "Unwaxed and Baxed," and he was he was showing off his gun show. Gun shows in town, boom! I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt, so sexy. I need you to explain yes. yourself because I got pummeled last night by people. Uh, uh, Rebecca did. Dad, you're so embarrassing. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. My 13-year-old boy refused to go to school this morning. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you. Everybody is like, what is, the f- what the fuck? Explain yourself, way, Scott Gallagher. I don't use the term lesbian. I just say ex-girlfriend. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Listen, <laughs> Kim Kardashian. I don't know where to begin. Je- Jeff Bezos shows off his pecs. Who else shows it? You know, Christopher Maloney. Chris Maloney who's in this new SVU version right. of whatever. Right. Uh, that guy's in great shape. Yeah. Yeah, he is in good shape. He shows his butt off a lot. You have yet to do that. And if that happens, I'm not, I think we're needing to have a divorce. But explain yourself. What what possessed you? Because literally I was slammed. My texts were slammed. The 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 intern the the Twitter was gone nuts. Explain what you were doing in that, in that moment. So this may come as a shock to you, but yeah. like many of my tweets, I didn't put a ton of thought into this. No, like zero. It's less than less <laughs> no, than No, but zero. honestly, Kara, honestly, okay. I think it's important to raise awareness around the role that exercise plays in mental health and how important it is to stay fit during COVID. <laughs> okay. That all is a lie. That all is a lie. <laughs> so you want to really know what it, I thought it sure fascinating. meditating then, but okay. Well, all first right, off, first off, What's amazing is no one's noticed that in everything I do, I'm yeah. constantly in a state of undress. I love to wear drag. I constantly yes. wear women's clothing. Y- yeah, you do. I'm constantly taking off my shirt. You are. I did it on Vice TV. I love physicality. I love uh-huh. being profane. And let me ask you this. Let me ask you okay. this. So first All off, right. I did the tweet and immediately yeah. Stephanie Rule kicks things off with, I just threw up in uh, my mouth. Yes, I and know I that got, because she also tweeted, texted me. But go ahead. My, uh, my women's Hahn, group went crazy. Oh, my. It, it, uh, there's not enough bleach in the world. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. But my favorite was definitely raising a spack. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. But here's the thing. She just wrote insane as she fe- she texted it no, to me. Why, comma, 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 And then comma, someone why? else was, Amanda was, it's a lot. <laughs> Hillary Rosen was Bill Mayer influence, question mark. Uh, That's right. Uh, uh, what, you know, what? what is happening here? Well, hold on. Before we deep into So let's be honest. Okay. Uh, I'll break it down for you. 51% right. vanity. 
All right. Forty percent okay. insecurity. Actually, it's flipped. Fifty-one percent insecurity. Forty percent vanity. Uh huh. And I've been working out four times a week for forty years. Okay. Uh, I like to signal my fitness. I like to say to people, "I'm a fucking monster." It makes me yep. feel masculine, yep. and it's yep. totally vain. Right. The question I have, though, the you know, question Chamath I have. did this. FYI, Chamath Polly helped. Yeah, that's everyone was comparing me to. Yeah, him. they um, were. And then Bezos, sure, with the shirt off, kind of thing. I don't mind. I don't mind either of those comparisons. Uh, okay. Anyway, so let me ask you this, though, and I'm right. being serious. What if I had exact same thing? Yeah. But I post the same picture, but I was a 56 year old woman. What? How would the response have been different? I know. I. 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 I then I how began would, to think about it. Me, let how me would just the response say, be different? I hot, hot, hot. Like you're a queen. Good. You look yes, amazing. You look amazing. And then yes. we don't have to. We don't have to wonder what happens if a gay man does or George Hahn, who's my Twitter friend. And granted, he's more handsome than me, and he's funnier right. than I am. Yeah. Within like ten yeah, seconds that. That of was... my tweet. He put out basically something I, I thought was going to be banned from Twitter. I felt basically naked. About that one. And yeah, everybody's like, and everyone's like, oh my God, girr. That's he how was I covering would it. his junk. He was covering his junk. But yes. Indeed, so let's be honest. Straight white males, there is systemic bigotry we oh need to root God. out. After we last, have the right after earlier this to week flex. when you were all so sad that white people can't say exactly we what they want We have the right to flex. Yeah. Okay. But let me just say, let me say, so I. Uh, I, I did defend you to people. I said, oh, whatever. I said, everybody posts themselves a lot and it doesn't matter uh, if uh, if white guys do it. I am for whatever people want to post, rebody, even Hilaria, Hilar- uh, you know, Hilaria Baldwin. I, You know, she got attacked, interestingly, when she posted those very in-shape pictures of herself, um, which is interesting. Some people well, get attacked, some people don't. It's, it's, so I'm, I'm for all bodies showing off, if you'd like. Thank look, I, I, I was defending. This is not that. People are going to be shocked. Just yeah. so I trigger more people. Yeah. I'm disappointed that Fauci and uh, when we do the forensics around the pandemic, yeah. and because we're so woke and afraid to, um, the virus has not been politically correct. And 88% right. of people who have been admitted to the hospital have uh, one comorbidity and, mm-hmm. and 80% have two comorbidities. And yep. oftentimes those comorbidities are related to obesity. All right. And the All nation right. needs to get serious. I don't know serious. you're making this leap, but okay, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. look, the nation needs to get serious about providing people with the economic wherewithal to eat better and have more time for exercise. And we don't want All to right. talk about it because the fashion industrial complex pivoted yeah. from saying everybody should be bulimic to everybody um, should, you know, should no, they have haven't. diabetes. They really oh, totally. Haven't. They, they have are so not. out of control with this there body positivity is, oh, stuff. I take a look at a supermodel these days. Take a look at any fashion show. Take a look at any magazine. There's messages to women are still just awful. Just I agree. Awful. And it's not, oh, please be yourself. That's just the Dove commercial. It's just, for most part, you have to look uh, superb. And like actually, there was, there was an interesting article about how, uh, I think in the Wall Street Journal, about how uh, 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 plastic surgery is going to come back. Everyone's going to get plastic surgery. Oh, Let me ask you, have COVID? you had plastic surgery? Just curious. Oh, seriously, Kara, look at my face <laughs> and, and ask that a question. If I decided to have would plastic you? surgery. Would you have? How about would you? Would you? Would I? Yeah. Uh, 100% I would. But fortunately, because, here's the thing. What would you get men done? Get, men, oh, what wouldn't I get done is a better question. Okay. All right. Would you have lifted? Here, here's the fortunate thing for a dude like me and dudes in general. Women mm-hmm. get turned on with their ears. Men get turned on with their eyes. Yeah. Okay. So if you are... The number three reasons women mate with men Mm, in third third order, third order, is they're kind. It doesn't matter how powerful or how smart you are, you have to be kind. Number two, and this is all, this is research, not me pontificating. Number two, is uh, intelligence. Women mm-hmm. are drawn to a guy who will make smart decisions and not fuck up their family and do something stupid that gets their kids killed. All right. But first and foremost, Look. women select mates okay. based on, or men, based on their resources. Huh? And we don't like to admit it, but 80% of divorce filings in America are yeah. filed by the woman. Hmm. And those filings typically are triggered by three things. The man losing his job, the man's business going out of business, or the man beginning to show signs of mental illness. In sum, oh. the female species of humans selects mates based on who can protect their children. And we like to pretend that we're equivalent and we pick each other for the same reasons. It's just not true. And so the reality is if you're a young I, I, I want to get back to your photo. Okay, go I'm ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, <laughs> right. go ahead. How did, you, how did we get that to, from there to your photo? Well, I find this shit fascinating. Oh, okay, all right. But you just put it up because you think you look good, right? Is that really pretty much it? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Full stop. Full yeah. stop. You did look good. I got to say. You look little very dog, good. Little dog. Little half the dog. Little dog in this pound. 
Little dog in his pound. Give me a bone, baby. Give me a bone. You just, I don't, what are you going to do next? Is it I'm 56 years old. Do you know how fucking crazy, terrible I'm going to look in 10 years? Mm, Probably. When I'm on my deathbed, and this is how I make every decision, I'm going to look back and I go, yeah, that was stupid (laughs) and I'm glad I did it. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. Embrace you the sloppy vein d- part of yourself. Is All what right. I say. Okay. You know what? If Kim Kardashian can do it, uh, me and, and Kim, you me and, and Kim. Kim can do it. All of them do it. I don't have a problem with people doing that. I know people go crazy, and it's a little performative. Let me just say. Oh, just a skosh. You think? <laughs> just a wee bit. I, you just know what? a wee people bit. People thought I was going to drag you, but I actually am here for you for this. If you need I this for, for your and mental health, because that's unlike you. That's and, unlike I know that, you. But, but then I you usually pile on. Well. It's so easy here to do so, don't you think so? Usually pile, usually pile on. Yeah, you know. I know, but not so. I appreciate it. So. I appreciate I, your defense of my vanity and I insecurity. I did. I defended it to everyone who said, what the fuck, Scott? You need to you need to dump his ass immediately. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you need to dump his ass immediately. It's true. I know. I was like, no, not today. It's anyway, coming. what's your next shot? Is your, What are you going to show off? Your butt? What are you doing, looking at? What are we looking at soon? My next shot has got to be in my book collection. I, I can't imagine oh, this has really helped my exciting. esteem in the world of academia a whole lot. Oh, yeah, that's so right. So I literally need to start. All the professors. What do you think they're going to say? You're lucky. Oh, I already heard from it. I already oh. heard from the PR department at NYU. Oh, and they no. were, we're processing this. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> you, you know what, Scott? You make me feel unsafe is really what's happening. Oh, here we go. Here <laughs> we go. I, here you know, I'm we thinking go. a lot. I still think I was absolutely. Um, I think here's what, what I think about John McWhorter. This is the I'm going to tell you. He is a reasonable person. That's a pivot. Defending unreasonable people. So most of the people, he's sort of a, hmm. he's a, Amanda said this, he's a fig leaf for unreasonable people in many ways. That's hmm. what I think of him. I think he's very smart, but a lot of the stuff is not, our, our biggest problem is not that professors in this country is not that. So, I don't but, think he said, but you're putting words in his mouth. I, I get he didn't it. say I get it's it. the biggest problem. I get it, but he a lot of this I'm hearing from prof- He gave examples of professors who couldn't say mm-hmm. different things on tests and whatever. Anyway, uh, speaking of uh, uh, people who I don't want to see a photo shoot of, Peter Thiel, mm-hmm. Um, just announced that Google and Apple and some other companies, not fa- only Facebook was left out of the group, were too woke. They're all woke, and, and mm-hmm. they're too close to China, Google and Apple specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, thoughts? And, and that Bitcoin is a plot by the Chinese government to, uh, to ruin all fiat currencies. A lot uh, so there. there. He was at the a, Nixon Institute, by the way, which put a yeah, nice which is a great, bow it's a great brand whole. halo when you start trying to have <laughs> civil discourse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and by the way, he was on a panel with Pompeo. Um, mm-hmm. There's a kernel of truth in everything he says. Yeah, that he's a smart you guy. should assume any business you do with China, you're doing it with the Chinese security apparatus. Mm-hmm. And there, there, I think there's real legitimacy to the notion that China has a vested interest in Bitcoin because. A huge weapon for us globally is that mm-hmm. the dollar is the default currency. It is it's 60% of our default currency, but only 16% of GDP is the US, which kind of means that uh, the nation or the world using the dollar as a default currency is sort of sitting on a fairly tenuous foundation. And it provides unbelievable advantage. If we want to shut off the taps to Russia, and Iran, we can do it by basically demanding that they can engage in the SWIFT network and they can't transfer dollars. And if you're transferring a commodity, it's so clean and elegant with our existing global financial institution to transfer the default currency USD. And when you can't do that, you're just immediately a secondary provider of goods. It is an enormous uh, weapon for us. Mm -hmm. So China has a vested interest in delegitimizing the dollar. And a lot of most of Bitcoin is is mined there, by the way. Yeah, it's the number one place for mining. But to his specific comments, they are engaging, and I love PR, and I'd love to get uh, your buddy mm-hmm. uh, Brooke on here to talk about this, but they are engaging in uh, kind of Trump PR and it's very effective warfare. And what they've said is, okay, it's come out that a, a hack of a half a billion of our consumers took place. And yep. rather than give the media time to respond to that, let's create a diversion and accuse Google and Apple of being in bed in yeah. China. Let's point out Peter Thiel's on the board of Facebook and it's constantly... And it's come out that the half a billion people have their information act. Apple has a moment here. Teal on behalf of Facebook have stuck out their chin. And the response Mm -hmm. from Apple should be very simple. And it should be, we constantly invest and think about national security and work with national security agencies every day. We Mm -hmm. also constantly invest in the national defense Mm -hmm. of our citizens' data, period. Mm -hmm. And basically highlight that one of us takes our takes our users' yeah. data very seriously. That makes mm-hmm. you the other guy. That is what yeah. I would try and say very elegantly. I think I think Facebook has stuck their chin out, and I think Apple actually 
should probably respond, not mention them by name, but say, we take mm -hmm. national security interests uh, seriously, and we take the security of our consumers' data seriously. Because yep. all that does is basically say, all right, Facebook, let's let's get back to that 500 million consumer data hack. Yeah. yeah what anything do you think? That, anything comes out of Till's mouth, you know there's nine agendas going on. He's playing Scott Bach chess with everyone. And he is very smart. And I often am like, huh, interesting. He's so persuasive and yet such a... Such a manipulator of information. He's very self-actualized, though. The thing that I really respect yeah. about Peter Thiel is I generally don't think he gives a shit what anybody thinks. He doesn't, but he always has an agenda every single time. And so mm -hmm. I think you're right. And I think this idea, he's been attacking Google and Apple with the Trump administration for a long time because on face, I think on Facebook's behalf, um, he's of course has to carry his woke banner thing um, constantly. It's, 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 he's tireless and what tiresome. Oh, you mean saying- Yes, these are woke. woke. This is like, the, this, let's throw this at them. They're woke. Like, uh, give me a mm -hmm. break, you know? And I think what, the, and then he always does indeed, always have a kernel of truth that China is a major threat to the mm -hmm. United States in many aspects. Um, it'll be, in, he said he's a, a maximalist Bitcoiner too. So he likes to have it both ways, right? He likes to say, you're all a tool of China and and yet this. And so, I, and again, he's also right. The government has to get involved in the regulation of cryptocurrency. So it, it, that's what he does. And it's so clever that he, he sort of spreads uh, truths in with his, Manipulations, the manipulations. The Chinese uh, involvement in, in Apple is really, or Apple's involvement in China's relationship. Yes, Apple did. now has more employees in China than they have in the U.S. Yes, but I, I did I not talk it, to Cook about this. It's my regret in that interview. But go ahead. But there's yeah. the bottom line is nations that do over a certain amount of business with each other don't declare mm -hmm. war on each other. And I think yeah. the codependence that Apple represents between China and the U.S. actually reduces the likelihood that China will ever invade Taiwan or be even more aggressive in the South China Seas, that China says, right. everyone says, oh, Apple has to kiss China's ass. Well, guess what? China has to kiss Apple's ass too. Because right. yeah. if all of a sudden China, for whatever reason, or, or decided or Apple could no longer operate in China, you would have towns just, I mean, uh, uh, entire cities kind of decimated. And, the, mm -hmm. the, and China's very worried about that because they can't just vote one party out. The thing that makes China so unstable, and I'm channeling uh, uh, now Fergus, uh, Neil Ferguson here, is that... You can't, when you get upset with the party, you can't then vote in the Republicans. And we do that yeah. back and forth. And that's an incredible shock absorber. It makes our system much more resilient. If you decide to vote out the China's, Chinese Communist Party, it's not a vote, it's a revolution. Yeah. And so they have to be very, very cognizant and thoughtful about the middle class. The notion that they don't care about their populace is just not true because they realize yeah. if their populace decides to vote them out, they'll do it with pitchforks. Yeah. And, and, but and I do lanterns. think as a means of control, they're going to increase, you know, they want to have that power of Bitcoin. And also mm -hmm. they are are also, uh, you know, so deeply into AI. You imagine this is the first country that's going to run entirely on AI because they can run roughshod over issues of bias or surveillance. You know, one of the things I did an interesting interview yesterday with someone who's an AI expert. And one of the things that was interesting to me, someone who's pushing around racial bias in AI and other biases in AI, gender biases. And they said one of the one of the issues is if this if it's effective in getting these more fair, it also means they work better on everybody, which is not a good thing, right? So it's mm -hmm. kind of a really unusual there's all kinds of issues around what China's doing in AI and facial surveillance. But you know, Peter Thiel's a very clever guy and he definitely is trying to make noise against Facebook. And that's he's a he's a sort of a close in knife in the chest player. You know what I mean? Like he'll go right in in the way. You Zuckerberg mean like wants. funding a professional wrestler to the tune of $10 million yeah, to figure out a way right to in. put a media company out of business? He just goes right in and just, I mean, he doesn't mind. That is right? fearless. It is aggressive. Yeah. And by the way, there's a brilliance there. Yeah, that's how I feel about your shirt pictures. Let me just go say. on. <laughs> go on. Minus the brilliance fearless, part. Aggressive. Minus the brilliance part. Anyway, let's get on to the big story. Okay. Go ahead. Twitch, Amazon's live streaming service, is making changes to its conduct policies. It will enforce its policies on extreme behavior off the platform as well. This will include policing everything from deadly violence, membership in a hate group, terrorism, threats of mass violence, non-consexual sexual activity, exploitation of children, threats against Twitch staff, and any threats of violence at a Twitch event. Twitch's rules used to focus on behavior on the platform, but didn't specify the rules would be enforced in other areas. This is a response to allegations of harassment against women uh, video gamers on the platform. 
and some of the people who are the most popular on the platform. So this is really interesting. Brian Chesky has talked about this when we Mm -hmm. did the interview, talking about not letting people use his service that are convicted of, say, the capital attacks or use the service. So what what do we think about this? What do we think? I absolutely love it. And I think it's it gives um, capitalism a better name. And that is, uh, I think this is shareholder driven and it happens mm-hmm. to be the right thing to do. And it's wonderful when those two things intersect, because if you look over the last 12 uh, months, mm-hmm. there's been a wildly accretive, what I'll call move to purity. And that is Snap and Pinterest have outperformed their peers because they're seen as a safer place. And Twitter's most accretive action was kicking off the ground zero of misinformation, our former president. And I think mm-hmm. everybody... Uh, public, I'm an investor in, is the antidote or the immunity, call it an immune response Mm -hmm. to the lack of concern for stakeholders and commonwealth that you hope you get from capitalism. But public is the immunity to Robin Hood. Neva Mm -hmm. is going to be the immunity to Google uh, subscription search. OpenWeb, another company I'm trying to invest in, is going to be the immunity to the toxicity of comments on media. There is an investor play, a capitalist-driven move, Mm -hmm. of being the immunity to some of these tech companies that are so damaging for America. You know what's, a, I, in my opinion, the most ex, one of the most exciting examples of capitalism mm. is Moderna. Yeah. You know, it, it, incredibly smart, hardworking, humble Turkish immigrants become billionaires by it's coming up with a vaccine. Biontech. The BioNTech Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine. That actually. was Pfizer? That wasn't that Moderna? That was Pfizer. No, oh, excuse it was me. Pfizer. Thank you for no, that. No problem. But they're billionaires. They've become billionaires. Moderna. Before. They were before. Stop they fucking hit. correcting me with I your just, whole truth thing. I did a big thing. interview with them. I know your whole about truth them. thing. Can you say? Yeah. I think they're inspiring. Can you say more about them? Actually, it's it's BioNTech and BioNTech did this, not Moderna, and it's the Pfizer vaccine. And the founders are a, a Turkish couple who uh, immigrated to um, Germany, and it, their names are Ugar Sahin and Aslam Tureci. An inspiration. And they had previous companies, a number of biotech companies. Um, who I can't recall at the moment, but they, but they were, they're billionaires. They ride their bikes to work. They're very, uh, they're Turkish immigrants to Germany. Uh, they created the vaccine. And actually when I got the Pfizer vaccine, I sent them a, a photo at, of myself getting the vaccine and I didn't, uh, and I wrote, and I didn't post it either. It was interesting. And I, uh, I think I did later when I had the second one. Um, but I said, thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. And they yeah. were like, okay, sounds good. Like, you're no so problem. like, okay, you're welcome. Oh, yeah. We got to get back to saving humanity. We got to get back. And they're using but, now, they're taking that technology. It's going to go into a lot of other things, including cancer and other. Um, and other they deserve to be, diseases. they deserve to be billionaires. And I yes, think Moderna, this, the other, the, Moderna's first product mm-hmm. was the vaccine. Oh, and they have made an absolute shit ton of money for their shareholders and their employees. And I think it's wonderful. You have, uh, the, I, I have been thinking a lot about, uh, because I'm bored and in between shirtless photos, I've been thinking about money, the, my other favorite thing other than my vanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking money out of the public markets, which I actually think are going to disarticulate from the real economy over the next two years and go flat to down. I think the markets are just overvalued. Nobody knows. We'll mm-hmm. see. But I've been putting money in private companies. And my theme, my entire theme for the next five years of my life around investment strategy is citizenship. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's not because I'm a good are, citizen. Woke, woke capitalism? Is that what you're doing? That's what the Republicans no, are calling like, it. But that's Those not being assholes. woke. That's I'm not talking about coming. I'm not talking about boycotts. I'm talking about people want people want an alternative uh, to Google. People want an alternative to Robinhood. People want an alternative to social media that is a handmade to sedition. And I think that there's going to be a lot of money in that. And. Uh-huh. Uh, co- power corrupts, and I think there is an immune response. I think the government's going to go after these guys and make it difficult for them to kill competitors as easily as they have in the past. The, the f- thing about maintaining it, though, that's going to be mm-hmm. difficult is sort of monitoring people. And, you know, some of these things are pretty easy. Are they, did they participate in the Capitol riots, for example? Are they a member of a hate group that can be found out? And so I think it's going to be difficult enforcement um, mm-hmm. with these things, but that I think the behavior, there is no thing. There's no such thing, you know. I've been, I've been told you. I was watching this Into the Storm. There's people. The, the one of the guys who created 8chan, the guy who created 8chan, Frederick yeah. Brennan, I think his name is, yeah. um, who got sort of, you know, it's a complex story. In any and case, and then he's the one that freaked out about it, right, and started he, raising yes. awareness. And he around said, how he said, I become. thought that online and off because he had got they had sued him. He had to escape the, uh, the Philippines because of a lawsuit, and so the people who who took over 8chan from them and who are thought to be Q. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and one of the things he said is, I for years I thought online and offline were separate things, and they're not. 
And so that's a, um, great, that's a great, I mean, it's a simple but genius yeah. uh, insight when you think yeah. about it. And so he was, he was talking about his own situation, but he's absolutely correct. And what's interesting is what does it mean? Well, who can, you know, if you do things that are, uh, are capitalist, it also helps it. There was just a, you know, Patagonia just gave a million dollars to voter uh, registration issues in Georgia and the voter suppression stuff. And of course, immediately Ben Shapiro, that guy, um, the, the non-smart version of Peter Thiel. Um, uh, ben said, is really smart. I, I mean, it, I think he's, I think he's, like you said, he brings- he, Who he, is Peter? No, ben? I think Ben is very smart. I do not think. I think he's not in any way. And he actually made smart. a stupid- uh, He's wait, built a great company We'll, we'll have to disagree on this. Too. I think he's a troll. Um, I, and, I agree with that. He's also, he's very, very smart. Okay, I guess. But he made a stupid <laughs> tweet where he was talking about um, that they gave him this money and then they said, and then here's our $65 shorts. And of course, everyone pointed out the reason they're $65 is because they have childcare. They don't use, uh, you know, they you can sell yeah. them for $10 at Walmart because they get them from places where the work conditions aren't good. Yep. They, and I wrote, I wrote, who dis new capitalism? Like it's so what you you against capitalism? Oh, you just love yourself. You just took no, your shirt off. No, I don't off. love myself. No, I did not take my shirt off. No, but I'm saying there are Who new does? kinds of companies that yeah. are going to be a little different. One hopes yeah. that are going to use capitalism, hundred percent capitalism. I think it's a good. Um, no, yeah, I, I think it's a great like investment ben strategy. Now I'm pissed at you. Now the shirt is nothing. Ben is what's his nuts. his company? The Daily Wire. Have you listened to his podcast? I have listened. I mean, it's like listening to who's that woman, Candace Owens. You listen, you go, "Oh my god, I'm so frightened." Her 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 content is so scary, and she's so yeah. I don't know. Uh, he is Always, very smart. He, he, he is, is very good. His thinking is very foul. You can go walk right through it. It's a big giant holes constantly. He just says things. Well, loudly. come on, look at look at no, look at the podcast world. Dan Bongino and uh, Mark. Uh, okay, Levin. all right. You're going to put is that going to be the bar? Okay, yeah. He's real smart in comparison. In any case, I don't want to go on about it because I don't want to spend a minute of my life thinking about this guy. But nonetheless, it made me think about the idea that there is. You know, Patagonia is a very good example of this. They've got shareholders. We should get Ben on. Like, Would you have Ben Shapiro on the show? No. No. Okay. No, 100% okay. not. No, I don't want to. I don't, life's too short. In any case, um, and he'll make hay out of this for some reason. Um, in any case, I want to talk about this. The, the idea okay. of what it takes, that you can combine capitalism with this and not be accused necessarily of woke is that it's good for the customer, that customers are expecting 100%. this. Um, and that people do think very hard about their money. Now, listen, Twitch is owned by Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, you know, meanwhile, over here where they're tweeting mean p things at the at the at the at reporters who are questioning their work stuff in um mm-hmm. or, or congressmen in that case mm-hmm. uh which is fully valid for congressmen to do that mm-hmm. um here they are doing this so it's kind of interesting look i think amazon i think all these companies have recognized that at least the perception of citizenship is now accretive and it used to be they, they just be capitalist just be darwinian and harsh and people respect it and it's manly and mm-hmm. it's all about shareholder value and all is forgiven yeah. as long as the share price goes up i do think that the sun has passed i'd like to think sun has passed midday on that and and there's a great strategy that you are going to see you know we call it esg right now or sustainability you're going to see a citizenship portfolio that says we're not doing this to save the whales we're doing this because we think these stocks are going to go up because the, the marketplace is looking for immunities around each of these viruses, specifically the biggest virus, which is Facebook. And I think Mark Zuckerberg realizes that and is trying to pivot away or trying to diversify. And I think Jeff Bezos, who is clearly, in my view, going to go down as the clearest blue flame thinker in business mm-hmm. history at this point, is saying, okay, any opportunity we have to come across, you know, to, to starch our hat white and be the sheriff that shows up and acts responsible. They've, I think they've actually been pretty disciplined we'll around see. this we'll stuff. We'll see what they do in, in Alabama. Because if they take a really, they, but, they, but the direction they that. were going in was not a pretty one. I'll tell you with all those tweets and the aggression. We'll that see was where wrong. they go. That was wrong. But they did apologize. They apologized. They apologized. And also, I, 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 Cooler I, heads prevailed. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And I just don't know the situation down there. But if I had to bet, I don't think the union is going to win hmm. because 16 bucks. Yeah, you know, I went to Kentucky to pick up our puppy and yeah. I said, How's the economy here? I was driving through yeah, Kentucky. It was a yeah. beautiful day. And they said, The economy is booming because of Amazon. Yeah. And yeah. if you have a, a, a couple and each is working at the Bessemer factory and each is making 16 bucks an hour plus benefits, that's an upper middle class lifestyle in. In Bessemer, in addition, in addition, what Amazon has done, and this is the key component of any successful company, in my view, is that they have created an internal brand of uh, credible acceleration. And that is no matter where you start at Amazon, 
there is a chance you can crawl out. Because one of the most dangerous things about the cluster of low-paying jobs is that all of us have been in one of those clusters. Not all of us. Uh, maybe you didn't. But most of middle-class and lower middle-income household. I parked cars. I was a box mm -hmm. boy. And then a lot of young people, 60% of those people make it out of those clusters. But if you don't make it out of those low-wage clusters within 10 years, the 40% the who remain in them, only 2% escape. And so the, the, key, the key to creating better jobs is not that we do away with low-paying jobs. It's just that we create uh, acceleration and trajectory and what out of, out of those clusters. And Amazon has done that. Amazon credibly says to anybody on the warehouse floor, if you work your ass off and you're good and you have specific domain expertise and talents, we will elevate you. You have an right, opportunity I, to make a career. There's still credible here. discussion of how they treat their workers that they need oh, to address. I, no doubt. No doubt. They absolutely no doubt. have to address it. It's their biggest issue, given how many people they've added on. They've hired given, half a million people in 12 months. And also, we're at a half different a point of what a worker is and what the worker's right should be. And there's a lot of political pressure uh, and there's a lot of populist pressure. And so even though, you know, thank you so much, Jeff Bezos, for $15 an hour, some people say those jobs in their warehouse used to be 20. You know what I mean? Like, and so Amazon has set the price. So there's lots of arguments you made, but I do appreciate this Twitch movement. So whether it's, as you say, lipstick on cancer, or it's actually a very good move, mm -hmm. um, I this is really great. This They crafted this in an interesting way. We'll see if they can enforce it. I think I have issues around enforcement. And we'll see what companies do better. And not just they're not just uh, virtue signaling, but actually um, are woke in the way we appreciate. You know what I mean? That sort of walk the talk and do things um, because they mean about it. Now, a lot of people feel this is all bullshit. But, but that, I, uh, there's a huge, I think there's a real learning here and something that endures from this decision and very little endures about these decisions. And the, the enduring feature of this decision is a recognition by we the wealthiest man in the world that you can separate, you cannot separate online behavior and offline behavior. And mm -hmm. I, what I would put out to a lot of people, individuals, famous, successful, blessed people on Twitter, it's like, how can you behave that way online and not believe that it's going to impact you offline? How can yeah. you be this weird, aggressive, toxic online and for some reason think that it doesn't impact your perception, people's perception of you offline? It just, yep. you would never say that to someone in person. You would never be this aggressive or thoughtless if you had to face somebody. And yep. Jeff Bezos saying that, the recognition, if, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, when he, when he lets anti-vax content run amok, that means in communities of color, they're just less likely to go sign up for a vaccine. That the online content, online behavior, it should not be distinct or have different standards than offline behavior. Oddly enough, Mark Zuckerberg, if you had met them in person, is a nicer, is an is a easier person to deal with than Jeff. It's interesting. Just easier to deal with in what sense? Just pleasant, earnest. Um, if you met him in real life, really can't imagine saying shitty. I things heard Mussolini was fucking charming. <laughs> I mean, really charming, like a great guy to party with. Yeah, yeah, like, fair. Incredibly fair. charming and handsome anyway, and nice. let's and go to a quick break. We endorse this. When we come back, we'll talk about YouTube and the videos that violate their policies and a listener mail question. By the way, most sociopaths are usually very charming. All right, thank you. That's it. <laughs> that you'd know. That hurts. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from Atlassian. One of our customers who produces pizza at a very large scale all across the world. Believe it or not, they use AI to review the quality of the pizzas that are created. That goes through a workflow that scans the images of the pizzas and makes sure they visually look like what they should. So it's pretty cool. That's Sharif Mansour, Atlassian's head of AI. Sharif thinks there's a lot for companies to be excited about on the AI-generated horizon, spanning everything from making pizza to producing podcasts like the one you're listening to now. There'll be far more jobs created on the other side of this revolution. Instead of a world of less, Sharif envisions an AI-powered world of more. In everyone's day job, they're moving from doing the thing to often being an architect of the thing. It unleashes the potential of every human. And I think we can go from a world where few people have access to a high level of intelligence to a lot more people having access to this information. AI is really giving everyone on the planet more resources to do great things. And I'm very optimistic about that opportunity that lies ahead. 
Transform teamwork with the power of AI-human collaboration. Start using Atlassian Intelligence for your Atlassian products like Jira and Confluence now. Learn more at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Support for this podcast comes from Constant Contact. If you're a business owner, you already know that it's really, really hard to cut through the noise of everyday life. If you want to connect with your customers, you need to break through the noise. You need Constant Contact. Constant Contact is a marketing platform that makes it easy to reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and connect over email, text, social media, and more. Whether you're a marketing guru or just learning the ropes, Constant Contact offers writing assistance tools and automation features that make it simple to say the right thing at the right time. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Okay, Scott, we're back. YouTube is revealing how many views videos on the platform are getting before they are removed for violating guidelines. They used to just talk about takedowns, which doesn't really give you much of anything. This week, the company disclosed a new metric they're calling violative view rate, VVR. It calculates the percentage of total views on YouTube that come from videos that do not meet its guidelines before the videos are removed. In a blog post, YouTube said in 2020, for every 10,000 views on YouTube, 16 to 18 were for content that broke YouTube's rules and led to the removal of the video. The violative view rate has dropped over 70% since it was first tracked in the fourth quarter of 2017. It adds more data on, certainly. Uh, So what does this tell us about what's going on there on YouTube? What do you think of this new uh, metric that they're trying to put out there? And uh, I have some thoughts, but how do you feel about this? Oh, this is total bullshit. They've had this metric forever. It's just the moment the metric turned to casting them in a good light, they've decided to make it public. Uh, basically what they're saying here is our bad mm-hmm. content isn't as d- damaging as you think of the media reports. What they're trying because to of say the impact. is Well, yeah, they're saying, look, once bad content goes up, we immediately recognize it and take it down. And that metric they've been tracking this metric for years, but they haven't made it public because just now it's starting to reflect them in a good light. This is mm-hmm. I, you know, quite frankly, I just think it's, I think it's bullshit. It has nothing to do with trying to, this is just a plain and simple a PR move to say, hey, we're bad, but we're not as bad as you think. What do you, yeah. what are your thoughts? I think, I, look, more data, the better, as always. And I think the ones where they just said, we took down this many, I don't even know what it means. What do you mean? What kind? Like, it was so unspecific. That's just how they do this. And, um, and so that wasn't very helpful as a, as a metric. This is a better metric. So, okay. But I would love them to allow, along with Facebook, independent researchers to get in there and look at this stuff so I can actually hear from them about what matters and that we get very different skews on what's happening. I also don't know, and I think Casey Newton pointed this out in his excellent newsletter, um, The Platformer, um, was that you also don't know what's the, what's the adjacent content that almost got talk, took down and why aren't, what, what's the impact of those posts, right? So there's a lot of stuff that's right on the edge that they that they don't pull down. Um, and so I think their their favorite thing is to give data that is slightly insightful, but yet not vetted by people who are not working for YouTube. And so great. I'm glad to take this one. I think a lot of the researchers are, but at the same time, there's lots of questions on what it means. And so um, I, I, maybe they're moving better to better moderation, but I'd like more, uh, much like almost full transparency on how they do these things. And the excuse they use is that we want to catch the people. If they know how we catch them, um, they'll know. And I don't know. I just, I, you know, we know how cops work. We know, you know, I mean, there's, of course, there's not enough transparency there either, but it's, uh, it's just, it's just their take on it. And I think you're right. I think they knew this and it looks better. Um, and the fact that they hadn't done this for a long time seems kind of odd, given all the issues around it. Um, I don't know. You're right. It looks better, but they, we need more. Well, there's a, general, there's a general Not rule. Enough. There's a general rule in research, and that is, if you want to know the conclusion to any research, just find out who's funded the study. Yeah. And so Google is funding, you know, this study or this data. That's the data I would love to see. 
Yeah, and of course, Google and Facebook will never work. I'd love to see an academic, and maybe this research is out there, and if it isn't, someone forwards it to me. I'll, they, there's we'll a big struggle it. with research from Google and all Well, Google things. has weaponized the academic community, because at the end of the day, every academic sits around and asks himself one question. How can I hold myself less accountable and make more money? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so- what you have, what would be yeah. great, what would be great research from the, the 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 strong and still present cohort in academia that is pursuing the truth and trying to make the world a better place and is fearless with data and data is their Valerian steel, is what would be really interesting is to look at all the media consumption and how of amongst mass shooters and how it's different from other people that don't yeah. pick up an AR-15. And I think what yeah. we're going to find, I'm going to go out on a limb here, that YouTube and Facebook over-index among young men who decide to find an AR-15 and go wreak terror on our communities. Yeah, that's my thesis. That's my yeah. thesis. I would love it if, yeah. if it would be great if an academic did peer review research to validate or nullify that thesis. Well, what's interesting about that is the other part is how they link with each other. That's why I want independent researchers is that, you know, a lot of the YouTube videos are seen on Facebook. So, you know, when they go over there and so even if they take them down, what you don't follow the train of impact, you know what I mean? And where it is and who's watching it. Well, attribution. Um, it's the hardest uh, thing in the world. Yeah, exactly. And so... um so it's it's just, it's just kind of interesting that, that there's all these interesting researchers like um, Daphne Keller from uh, Sanford's Cyber Policy Center. Um, it talks a lot about these issues. There's we should have her on because it's a really it's a really um, you know you want to say good we're getting more data at the same mm -hmm. time as can you just let us look at the data can we just have it and of course they have all kinds of excuses not to um, and I it, that's that makes them vulnerable. Um, that makes them 100% vulnerable to hand over their um, thing. But there's all this um, interoperability between these companies that is not clear, right? Who sees the whole picture? And so when you're understanding, like, uh, where did it, like, in this in this QAnon video, uh, remember, 8chan was taken down because that's where he put his manifesto. But mm -hmm. he had been, as it turned out, more radicalized on YouTube. So sort of they went and shut down HN, but then they didn't do anything about the YouTube part of the equation. So I think it's it's much, much more complex. And that if we get independent researchers in here, it would be great. That would be my ideal and not funded by these companies. You know what I mean? Not funded. This would be a government thing too. That um 100%. Uh and 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 acknowledge a difficulty which Daphne uh, Daphne just wrote. We imagine that platforms can bring the whole sprawling chaos of human behavior into compliance with the law, make our lives policeable and policed to no degree no government history could have ever imagined. Not only do we think it's it's possible, we think it's a good idea. So it, it's just it's an interesting time right now where where these companies are you know speaking of woke companies they should give this mm -hmm. data and see how we can all figure out the, how they react with each other. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's Look, at the end of the day, Google won't even tell us how they decide and program algorithms that push content and answer content with a greater veracity than God or Super Bing to 93% mm -hmm. of the world. I mean, right. so the notion that they're going to release other data, we don't, we don't know how they're making a decision between whether to give someone instructions on how to build a bomb or a voter registration form when they voice intent around changing government. They, they won't even let us know how they do that. So the notion that they're going to put out any data that hasn't been totally starched clean and reflects them in nothing but a positive light is just, is absolutely wishful, wishful thinking. I love that QAnon's brand is totally, I love how with the Matt Gates scandal, they're like, well, you can't believe everything you read on the I internet. Know, right? I mean, all right. of a sudden they're very thoughtful and measured. It's oh. like you finally have your child trafficking you scandal. Got it. I'm telling you, Scott, if you want to read, watch a great show. It turns, it's like one. What's it called eight. again? Into the Into Q the or something? Storm. Into the Storm. Oh, that's right. You've been talking about that. So good. It's yeah. so good. It's so interesting. And it's like, it makes you realize like one person can really mess up a world. Like, you know, kind of stuff. And it's not even clear that it might, QAnon might have started off with someone else, like Steve Bannon or something. I always thought it was Steve Bannon, but it hmm. turns out that's not the case. But hmm. at this point, at least, they think nice. many people think it's been hacked. But I'm what's really sad is all these incredibly sad people gathered around it, making their livelihoods around sad, sad things. Yeah, like, but again, just, it's, it comes back to the same place. It, right. When you attach to a job, when mm -hmm. you attach, to economic prosperity, when you attach to a great relationship, when you attach to learning, when you attach to helping others, you don't attach to conspiracy theory. And well, we, if we, I, I think the biggest antidote to all of this 
is mm-hmm. economic opportunity for people under the age of 30. I, I think if you're ridiculously, when you, when you get a mate, you, you, you comb your hair, you One put on a clean assumes. shirt, and you don't go to 8chan. This Here's is, what I actually This is a think. lack of opportunity. Interesting. I know, but yeah. this stuff is more, it's more interesting to think about Gates putting a chip in your body and that, and that you got to wait two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, it's very creative. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that. A lot of this stuff is crazy. I'm talking about the scary stuff where you, where you believe, yep. where you're inspired, you're inspired to do something really uh, heinous. I think I that agree. is directly the people who correlated to lack of opportunity. One of the things I took away from this documentary is there's a lot of people who's who, if you could channel their intelligence in this way rather than crazy, it would be quite something. But you're right. Anyway, speaking of which, here's what we should all do is smoke a lot more weed. Moving on, we're going to take this. Where did that go? Hello. Hello. I know. I know. I go everywhere. This is a a wild day just because I'm Mm -hmm. so... I'm still reeling from your photo. Um, okay, moving on. Let's take a listener mail question. Go for it. You've got, you've got, I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You, you, you've got mail. Hi, Karen Scott. My name is Adam. I live in Los Angeles, California. Big fan of the podcast and you too. I have a question. I I own stock in MedMen, um, weed retailer. And I've noticed, you know, the stock has gone down tremendously since I owned it. I mean, it was like at a three and now it's like 10 cents or something. And other weed stocks aren't faring well. With opening up of legislation across New York City and New York State, Pennsylvania, even Virginia, um, when do you think stocks will be doing better or these companies will be doing better? Um, is this a long term thing that I should hold on to or just give up now? Thanks. Bye. So, Scott, this is interesting. The, the lack mm-hmm. of the, these shares not doing well. I, I've read ne- the stories and I don't quite understand it because it doesn't make sense to me since I know a lot of people who smoke weed. Mm-hmm. And it's in California and everything, the, the, the stocks and the businesses are much more problematic. Do you have any insight? You know, I, I, I don't. I, the, the only, I stop giving advice around stocks. What I tell people is the stocks I own or don't own. And uh, I joke a lot of, about marijuana. I actually don't smoke that much. Um, mm-hmm. I occasionally take an edible when I need to sleep, but I'm a big fan of legalizing marijuana. I think it's much less damaging. You know, people... People don't smoke a joint and engage in domestic violence, whereas with alcohol, uh, alcohol This is my causes, son's argument, but go ahead. Well, you, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, I'm uh, just uh, saying. Yeah, but alcohol, marijuana doesn't cause cancer. Alcohol does. I mean, if you really look at harm to society, the green wave, we should welcome it and ride it. And it, it, has, it has medicinal benefits, helps people sleep. You know, I remember even like growing up, I, I never did cocaine. And I was like, when guys use cocaine, they just, or people do cocaine, they just become selfish and weird and predatory. Whereas when people smoke pot, they want to laugh with each other and watch South Park. I'm like, okay. Well, and then when people get drunk, they get in driving accidents. And I'm not saying you should ever drive impaired under marijuana. But anyway, I'm a big fan of marijuana. In terms of an investment strategy, uh, as a general rule, I don't like it because every billionaire baby boomer I know smokes pot mm-hmm. and they are investing in marijuana, which says to me the space is over-invested and mm-hmm. which drives down returns. And there's still huge regulatory hurdles. If I were going to invest in marijuana stocks, I would invest in the mine. I'd invest in the picks. I'd find the company that's producing hydroponic or cultivating technologies. I wouldn't invest in the distribution I think MedMen, I was in LA and I wanted to go into a MedMen and I didn't have time because supposedly it's the Apple stores of marijuana. Whenever I'm mm-hmm. in Aspen, I go into, there's this great marijuana store. I just like seeing the merchandising and also buying edible chocolates. But I don't, I don't like the space and I don't own any marijuana stocks because I think, quite mm-hmm. frankly, it's over-invested. What do you think, Karen? Well, it's interesting. The biggest one is actually a company called Cureleaf. I did a tiny bit of research on this. Um, yeah. It has hundreds. Is that Canada? Of, is it a Canadian company? Um, no, I, think it's, I don't know where it is. In any case, it's, uh, it's got a, a, a hundred dispensaries in, in a half, half the states, processing facilities, cultivation sites. So it sort of is a soup to nuts kind of thing, so to speak. Um, sell tons of strains, edibles, everything else. And it really was is growing fast um, compared to others, for example. Um, and so at some point, someone's going to want to own this. Right now, they consider it about $21 billion legal marijuana market right now. So it's it's oh, yeah. it, it, it's going to be taxes. a big- yeah, and, and taxes, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, people are attracted, states are attracted, more states than ever are attracted to the taxes. Um, but, you know, it's historic. New York signed this marijuana bill. Cuomo's that's, in trouble. That's the yeah. interesting thing here. Yeah. Seriously, New, I, you New know Mexico, the best, the best Virginia, thing to happen to, best thing to, happen to marijuana stocks? Yeah. 
Is these women coming forward against Andrew Cuomo? Okay, all right. Why? Well, it's been going Why? on. Look what Go he's ahead. doing. Do you think yeah. he all of a sudden he would he would he would legalize marijuana and legalize gambling if he wasn't trying to create huge distractions right now? Do you think marijuana would be legal in New York right now, which no. it is, no. if women had not come forward against Andrew Cuomo and his staff had said, "Shit, we got to distract and govern right now. Any yeah. decision, get it done right now." Yeah. And I think there's got ultimately I they will be very it's a very good industry these stocks that go up and down and they really do it's really very quite volatile. something um you know there's there's not there's not a lot of there's no the federal issues are are a big deal mm-hmm. um it needs more institutional backing when you see like the way meat did the impossible you know when uh, the big yeah, meat purveyors meat, yeah. invested you don't see a lot of people are still sort of waiting on the outside but there's been investments um like American tobacco uh came in to one at one point last year, I think. And so I think it's what's really interesting is is that it's um uh it's an interesting area. And there's lots like in in this area, um Cure Leaf is one of them. Um there's a couple of others. Uh there's one called Afria. Uh there's a whole bunch of them. And I think you're just not going to figure out who's going to be it. But the, the when the institutions come in when there's more very clear federal legislation around the uses of this and there's more than however many states are doing it right now, um, it, it will be a big industry. I think it's just uh, We've it's made just huge hard. progress, though. When my mom mm-hmm. was suffering from late-stage cancer, one of the few things that ever gave her relief and that she could actually eat was when she smoked pot. And she never smoked mm-hmm. pot in her 69 years before that. And I didn't want to travel with marijuana. This is 15 years ago. I was very scared mm-hmm. of being on a plane with marijuana. So I would literally end up on the Las Vegas Strip trying to score marijuana. And I remember thinking, how fucked up is this? You know, unless we, I can get my mom opiate, opiates, mm-hmm. no problem. But yeah. in order to stimulate her appetite, I got a, I'm this 40-year-old dude on the Las Vegas Strip trying to fucking score Ill- illegal drugs. And I'm like, this is just so screwed up. You know what I, one observation mm-hmm. I have right now is that it's mm-hmm. clear neither you nor me know what we're talking about and we should bring on no, a actually, friend No, actually, I've studied sucks. I'm writing about it. I just, I'm really interested in the space. You disagree? I, you do know what you're talking about? I do a little bit. Yeah, I've been really looking at it. I do think that it's, um, you know, because there's so much technology involved in the delivery of this stuff and how to get it. And if, You mean an Uber you know, driver? I'd be fascinated if Amazon got into it, right? Like delivery no, of it. No, they're not going to get into it. I don't. Well, yet, but, but at some that's point they will. The, well, I mean, it's so, a perfect application for droids because the value to weight ratio is incredible. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's it, 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 they're very small. You having a small drones, investment. I mean, sorry, you just hold drones. on to it for the long run. I think that's how I would. I, I'm well, not that, a that defines every investment. No, Say it something does not. that means something. Kara. All right, Cure Leaf is where a lot of people think that that's the one. There's a couple others, and and the focus has 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 often been on the growers, but there's other businesses around it. And I think I don't know. It just reminds me a little of Bitcoin. It reminds me of like a lot of stuff where I don't want to like just because the stocks haven't kept up doesn't mean they won't. How's that? Like, I just feel like there's a big, this is going to be a very strong industry. And it's yeah, sweeping. I, if I had to guess, you know legalization is sweeping North America. You know, the winners are here. The mm-hmm. companies that make drones because of the value to weight. And also, I think big tobacco is going to come in here. I think they, they understand regulated industries. They understand mm-hmm. how to sell combustibles. I, I would be shocked if Philip Morris and Altria do, and, and, and BAT yeah. and Japan and they have, have They have made investments. Yeah. Yep. They went into Juul, things like Juul first. I'll tell you what, you keep writing about it, I'll keep researching it. Uh, okay, good. Um, I think, you know, <laughs> with there are 16 states plus D.C. that have legalized recognition. That, that, is, that was like nothing, uh, nothing, honey, a couple of years ago. I just feel like it's one of these things. You should keep it, hold it. Don't imagine it's going to be like your biggest thing ever, but it's, it's a, I think it's important. Thank you. Okay, Scott, one more quick break and we'll be back for predictions. Support for this show comes from the Harvard Business Review. You know, there's this idea in business that some people are born to be leaders. You either have it or you don't. But leadership, like any skill, can and should be learned over time. Whether you've climbed the top of the corporate ladder or are just starting out, you'll find valuable insights at Harvard Business Review. Harvard Business Review is a leading destination for smart management thinking. And on their website, hbr.org, subscriptions are just $10 a month, which gives you unlimited access to the same level of expertise. Things like case studies, newsletters, podcasts, articles written by some of the world's top minds. I use HBR in my research when I do articles or when I'm thinking about what to talk about on Pivot. I find them really interesting. I find them complete. I find them different. And you can find all kinds of industries covered. 
While much of Harvard Business Review's content is available for free after signing up at their site, subscriptions to unlimited content start at only $10 a month. What a bargain. Go to hbr.org slash subscriptions and enter the promo code PIVOT right now to get 10% off your subscription. Again, save 10% off your HBR subscription. Go to hbr.org slash subscriptions and enter the promo code PIVOT. Okay, Scott, prediction time. So we've t- covered so many areas. And I predict mm-hmm. there's going to be another photo of you naked. Go on. Enough. You and projecting? I'm have to get you out of jail. No, I'm not projecting. Out of jail. I'm just worried. <laughs> just, out of jail. Um, yeah. So my prediction I have um, a tech uh, prediction and a legislation Ooh, prediction. A double. So, yeah, what a thrill. Um, LG's handset company was closed down. It's yeah. going to be revived by a big tech platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't Facebook. Well, that's 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 the gangster call here. Yeah. Is that Facebook buys LG's handset business? They gotta. Um, uh, but if it's not them, Tim Cook anymore. You know, the chipsets and sensors that make up a decent phone that is not easy. And mm-hmm. to have figured that out and figured out the supply chain around the glass and uh, uh, you know. Uh, the sensors and everything, that is real IP. And they're either going to sell the IP for a lot of money, but I think someone's going to come in with uh, a monster bid and take the handset division. Because at the end of the day, we're in a gross attention war. And every screen uh, that commands one basis point of humanity's attention is worth billions of dollars. And if someone says, all right, we have a credible phone. LG actually has a really nice brand around design and industrial design. Uh, they make fantastic appliances, and I think that that IP and that supply chain is too tempting for one of these platforms or companies to not build. It might even be a dumb device, that just something that streams Netflix mm-hmm. really well or something. Uh, yeah. But you, Netflix, Disney, Facebook, the companies who – the only barrier between them and a trillion dollars is the fact that they don't control the end appliance. So it's got to be Facebook, right? Well, I don't, I, actually, I don't think so. You know who would be an interesting acquirer here who? is Roku. Mm, you love uh, that Roku. Roku is one of the most. Roku is arguably one of the two or three most innovative companies of the last ten years. Um, right up there with Shopify. Many people think so. But a content company, if they controlled the interface, I just think I, my mind spins about the potential around getting that sort of IP and supply chain technology to try Nobody and offer. Nobody can output Facebook. They got to get a phone. All this stuff around Apple and I like that everything one too. else. I like that one too. The other All one right, but is the thing is, do you want to buy a Facebook phone? They didn't. It didn't work last time with Home. Um, disasters. Yeah. What if they gave it out for free, though? What if it was an they incredible were, camera yeah. and gave it out for free? I don't I know. Don't we'll think. see. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's a good certainly. idea. I'm saying somebody mm-hmm. is going to pick it up. Someone will talk All themselves right. into believing that they, they, they should pick it up. All right. Well, uh, remember and then, what happened to Microsoft and Nokia. So, and then just huh. as uh, yeah, and Google bought Motorola and then shut it down. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's a graveyard of, of people thinking they can build a handset business, including Amazon. So, uh, the which does make you appreciate. You know, Apple in terms of how it delivers that product. It's really Most profitable product in history. Margins of Ferrari production volumes with Toyota. I've never seen anything like it. Anyways, uh, my other prediction is that, so just as Janet Yellen uh, Mm -hmm. recognizes that the arbitrage around taxes leads to abnormal behavior with companies doing these inversions, trying to find, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a lowest, a downward spiral, lowest common denominator problem that is really unhealthy for society. Uh, when Trump was elected, he immediately imposed a tax on blue states because he didn't care about them. Yeah. And with SALT basically said that uh, state and local income taxes are no longer tax deductible. He basically yes. said to California and New York, I'm going to kick you in the nuts because I don't care. You're never, yes. go- you're never going for me. Yes, I hate you. I think Biden is going to do something similar. And that is when we talk about the international arbitrage around taxation, an even bigger anomaly that is creating more externalities negatively is the domestic um, arbitrage around state taxes. Yep. And that is Elon Musk is moving to Texas and uh, basically going to take about $15 billion in tax liability to California and get out of it by relocating to Austin. There is a sucking sound out of the Northeast into Florida of anybody who sits on a large unrealized capital gain. And I don't think that's sustainable. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Biden administration says, okay, I need to get some of these blue states. I like the blue states I like specifically California, New York, can't aren't going to be economically sustainable if we keep letting people make money yeah. and that is build 
uh, $500 million in unrealized gains sitting on the top of a hedge fund, and they piece out to the Surf Club, yeah. which is a Four Seasons-run property in North Miami. So just as Janet Yellen is going after international tax treaties, you're going to see the Biden administration propose I like some it. sort of interstate tax treaty. Yeah, because, I think it will absolutely be that way, because that was just a ridiculous yeah. shot, uh, obvious shot to the nuts by Trump. Unfair shot to the nuts. Whatever. Yeah, but it's just not. Uh, so I, if, I like the fact that states should be, and there's a negative to that. I, I think I think New York and California have to have a reckoning with unions, with bureaucrats, with the way the way they spend money on public infrastructure. It's just become wasteful. And there's a certain discipline in states like Texas and Florida that, and they, those states, those deep blue states, could benefit from some of that discipline. discipline. Nice job on the winter storm, but. Texas, give me a break. Come on. And the leaking thing in Florida. They just don't do things. They're like the Facebook of states. Well, okay. Well, let let me put it another way. Do you think Manhattan, do you think Manhattan is offering a good value for an incremental 15% taxes relative to Miami? I I agree. I agree in that regard. But the fact of the matter is- What about New Jersey? Don't you think New Jersey is re- citizens as well. They you think New Jersey is worth twelve or thirteen percent additional taxes? I agree. I that is a different thing. I just don't think they're the like like some of these states that go on and on are the biggest mm-hmm. takers. Not Florida and Agreed. in that in this case. Agreed. But like when you see like I forget what state was Arkansas. Arkansas is a massive taker, and there's states that Those are Those Arkansans. You know, all they do is they take and then they pass shitty laws against t- intolerant, shitty, cruel laws uh, all the time. Intolerant, cruel, shitty laws. Shitty That's laws. not a generalization. That's no, not a generalization. They are. Are you kidding? I, don't, if I, I know go nothing to, about our cut in Arkansas, I can't, if a doctor decides not to treat me, he doesn't have to because I'm gay. Fuck that guy. Like, okay. The in governor case, tried to veto it, right? And it was no, overridden. No, he didn't veto that one. He signed that one. He tried to veto the trans one. And of course, it got pushed. He knew it was going to get passed anyway. So a big courage for him. He should have, there's lots of things he could have done and didn't do. In any case. Let's do a pivot live from Arkansas. Yes, well, we should. I'm not going there. I'm not going to that state. I will say in my woke moment of fit Spending of a wokeness, dime in Arkansas. I yeah. did cancel our trip. I was going to take my youngest to the Atlanta Aquarium and I did cancel our trip. Huh? All right, then. Good for you. That'll show Although, I don't want people. They, you know, there's all these great them. people of Atlanta. You don't want us. <laughs> and suffer. I wasn't going to wear my shirt. That's a difficult that. state. That's a difficult state because there's all these people who have to tolerate this bullshit legislature crap that they're doing. In any case. States get the governments they deserve. They deserve. That is true, unfortunately. But in the case of these, you're right. The taxes are too high. The delivery of services is not as great. There's different priorities. But in general, most of the states you're talking about are givers in this in this giver takers. We should do a whole giver taker thing of who does it. And and the states that scream the most about don't give, you know, people of color all this welfare are the ones that take most of the welfare. Um, and so in different ways, and it's this, but it's the same difference. I don't think that's case. a tax thing. I think that's a law. No. I think those should, yes. these should be laws, but full stop. you're right. They need to stop the, the, that, the thing that Trump did was entirely unfair, just unfair. If there's a fair way to do this, that's a different story. And I think you're right. They need to eat. Anyways, LG's them. handset division will be purchased. Good ones. Facebook is Complex. the leader. I think Roku is a number two. And we're going to see an interstate tax treaty mandated at a federal level. It'll be bad for Florida and Texas because a huge source of economic growth for them is people coming down with their unrealized gains and buying fat yep. houses and yep. and putting money into the economy. But it, I don't think it's sustainable. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, those are my two predictions, Karen. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. It'll be interesting to see how if that sustains itself, those people moving down to, to Florida, et cetera. But all I know is I'm coming out to Florida and you better be That's have right. some clothes on. That's right. Coming in a dog best, pound. Yeah, best By the way, I need your help. Our, what? You know, we have this great Dane puppy and she's yeah. doing great. And our yeah. rescue hound, mm-hmm. our little Puerto Rican rescue mutt, who we think is a dachshund, is all freaked out and will come out of her crate. I don't know if she's yeah. jealous. I don't know if she's freaked out about the the... The discipline on the Great Dane, but she's really sad. It's just weird. It's, oh. it's like, uh, I, I don't know if she misses Zoe, where she had kind of a mother son relationship. Oh, that relationship. might be. You know, dogs have grief. I've had dogs my whole life. Um, she's grieved. My, my gangster is grieving. Dogs, so, um, I I don't know. That's interesting. You gotta you gotta you should consult some books. There's lots of books. Yeah, they her. say they say um, put her on a leash so she feels safe, and then show her yeah. a ton of affection. Yeah, anyway. safety is very important to dogs. Safety and and there's so much going on with dogs 
that are that is so interesting and complex. It's really good that you have dogs. We can't wait to meet those dogs. Amanda, as it turns out, loves the kind of great Dane you got with the color, with the blue steel. That's right. I sent her photos. She knew all about it. I, I sent was her like, photos. I've never heard of such a thing. I just and want to she, tell you, I just be prepared. She's like, be that's prepared. my favorite dog. I'm like, really? This is this the is most beautiful dog. You. This is the most beautiful dog you've ever seen. All right. I, okay. I let this thing sit on my chest and I just stare at it. I see that. You sent me a lot of photos. They were beautiful. It, I, I'm, I am obsessed with this dog. I am excited to meet your dog who doesn't wear clothes. And I'm excited to see you. There you go. Who better with be clothes on. Yes, exactly. Anyway, that's the show. Not we'll bad be back for 73. Not okay. bad for 73. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have a great time. I, I don't do it at 73. We're going to have a great time. Go to nymag.com slash pivot to submit your question for the podcast. The link is also in our show notes. Scott, please read us out. Today's episode was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Ernie Andrew Todd engineered this episode. Thanks also to Hannah Rosen and Drew Burrows. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify or, frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you liked our show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back next week for a breakdown of all things tech and business. Kara, I hope you and your family have a wonderful weekend. Well, thank you and keep your pants on. Support for the show comes from Atlassian. Whether you're exploring space, making pizza, or producing a podcast like this one here, chances are your team is marching into the AI-generated horizon. Atlassian Intelligence is unleashing a new era of teamwork. You can use Atlassian's AI-powered products for everything from brainstorming ideas to finding information to summarizing huge documents, all by using normal, everyday language. Atlassian AI-powered software like Jira and Confluence help teams accomplish what would otherwise be impossible alone. Because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. Learn how you can transform teamwork with the power of AI at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.